Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrier. And today is Tuesday, April 28th. So as you know, we are here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com, or you can call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. Look, we'll take it all. We want to hear everything. We will. Just, you know, that, that random thought you had while... On the toilet, say, send it to us. Yeah, call us from the call toilet or email us from the toilet. We don't care. <laughs> we know we're all calling and texting and zooming on toilets. It's true. We all do it. We all do it. How are you doing, Kate? Well, you know how on yesterday's uh, episode, I like really went off about how I refuse to listen to the daily. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Well, then, literally hours later. <laughs> I turned turned on the daily and I listened to two. I don't know what I don't know what was going on with me, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna do it. And I listened to the episodes that many the two things that I feel like I have been recommended in the last week. One is an episode of the daily called "The Next Year or Two of the Pandemic," and then the other was the article um, about the restaurant Prune mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of the fallout of 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 restaurants in New York City. Uh, anyway, I would not recommend the episode about the next two years of the pandemic unless you are a person who is not prone to anxiety, is like fairly pragmatic and level-headed and kind of can kind of handle a lot of science-backed speculation because that kind of sent me spiraling. But the article, which I listened to um, also on the daily, they, it, you can you can read this beautiful um, essay about um, the restaurant. It's called Closing the Restaurant That Was My Life for 20 Years. And um, it's just beautiful. Like, it was fantastic. Mm. I loved it. I'm, I'm glad that I made the choice to listen to it. And I'm glad I finally got around to to doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend it today. But, uh, woof, the other one. The other one sent me in, in a little bit of a spiral. Yeah, I read the article that that episode was based on I did not listen to it and I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah it was very dystopian Mm -hmm. um you know like imagining a world where the immunes are like of a higher caste Mm -hmm. than the non-immunes because they can it, it was just a lot so anyway you know I don't know why I did that to myself I will address it in therapy um, but I also should tell you that my family, my dad, my stepmom, my brother and his wife and their baby, and then my family did our first family Zoom yesterday. Mm. And it was really, really actually kind of nice. It was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at one point, my dad, who, you know, he's your typical 68 year old man, accidentally shared his screen and then couldn't figure out how to unshare it. And my two children walked him <laughs> through it. And it was like, wow. These are these are wild times. My, my kids are like professional Zoomers. Um, I like how at the and, beginning of all of this, they were like coming to you with questions about like, mom, my iPad's not working or like the Zoom's not working. And like now the tables have turned. <laughs> 
Oh, it was it was it was really crazy because all of the like middle aged adults, like my husband and I and my brother and his wife, we were kind of like, I don't know. And my kids were like, you do this and go to this and then <laughs> click this. And then they they taught everyone how to have, you know, backdrops. It was just they kept asking if they could each host the meeting because they were individually on their own tablets for this. I mean, it was just oh. <laughs> they're ready for telecommuting. They honestly, it was very, it was wild. And, you know, today I was on a walk with my seven-year-old early this morning with the dog. And I was like, what have been the, you know, the hardest things about this? And what have been the best things? And she said the hardest things were not seeing her friends or hugging her teachers, which I thought was really sweet. Um, And I also missed those things. But then one of the best things she mentioned was learning Zoom. So what the hell? (laughs) We've created Zoom Learning zoom (laughs) learning zoom is one of the best parts of the her experience self-isolating oh my gosh so she's seven anyway you know look i'm very grateful that we are we have access to this to zoom it's been nice for them to see their classmates and their teachers and you know as as wild as, as it is to have kids using a software program that was normally just for meetings i am I'm really grateful for it. Like, I don't know what I don't, you know, I, I appreciate that we have this technology and that we have the means to use it. So yeah, that's where that's where we are today. How are you doing, my friend? You know, Kate, I'm doing much better than I was yesterday. I love to hear it. <laughs> I worked out this morning. And Tell me what you did. and it felt great. I did a 30 minute strength workout on the Peloton app. You are becoming Peloton's number one fan. <laughs> number one. <laughs> you know, I just, I, this just triggered something for me that I wanted to mention. They are offering 90 days free, but I believe that offer ends April 30th. <gasps> so if anyone wants to, yeah. Get on it, people. I uh, Get on that. Don't quote me on it, but that is what Robin, my spin instructor, told me in my spin class mm. video that I took this weekend. So get on it because 90 days free is a pretty good deal that'll take you into summer. Yeah. There's so much, so much you can do. There is anyway. How was your? There's a lot of great content. It was great. It was hard, um, but it was it was good, and I felt really good after. I sweat a lot. Remember our word of the day was sweat. Yeah. And the other day, and I really sweat. Like I really sweat, and that felt great. And then I showered. And I just was like, oh, yeah, this is a good way to start the day. Like, it just felt like I'd set this, like, nice foundation for myself for the rest of the day. Do you think when we come back, when we see each other in person again, who knows when that will be, we'll both be, like, super ripped, (laughs) like, Schwartz, like, 1982 (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, no, but, like, it is interesting. Like, I... I'm like fitting back into clothes that I hadn't fit into for a while. Um, And I think part of that is just like natural postpartum. Like it's been a year since I had Henry. So like my body is kind of naturally shifting, but I do think that working out more at home has also contributed to that. So that's interesting. Can't wait to see you in real life. I mean, same. I also, you know, I sat down last night and I kind of wrote out, I was like, you know what? I really think I can do an 8.30 a.m. workout like most mornings. Like that should work for me. 
Um, and I kind of figured out what would make for like a good schedule, except I can't do it tomorrow morning because Henry has his one year doctor's appointment. So you're going to the pediatrician. I'm going to the pediatrician. Now, Kate, may I, may I just get my soapbox out? Yep, drag it drag over. It over. Drag it over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna over. climb up on it. Okay, here is my little soapbox okay. rant. I keep seeing parents in like my various Facebook groups being nervous about taking their kids in to see the doctor, and I just want to say, like, I totally get it. It is a scary time. We are being told, do not leave your home. But I think especially for kids who are scheduled to get vaccines, unless you have a really compelling reason not to go, and maybe you do, I, I, I really think people should go. I think pediatricians' office, offices are being super safe. And, you know, they're seeing well, they're doing well visits in the morning, which includes like vaccine appointments. And then they're seeing sick patients in the afternoon. Um, my pediatrician's office says only one healthy caregiver can come with the children. Like you can't have siblings come. You can't have two people come. Um, it's, you know, everything is very clean and it is just, it is so incredibly important that children and especially children under two stay on their vaccine schedule. And I keep seeing people being like, well, I'm just going to delay it for a month. And it's like, well, but like we could be in the same situation in a month. Like you might be feeling the same way in a month. So why not just go now? So that's what I have to say. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I feel very strongly about this. There was a big article in the New York times that pediatricians are getting very worried that too many children are getting off of their vaccine schedules. Oh gosh. And that, that could lead to a lot of other problems obviously if there's like a measles outbreak or a whooping cough outbreak or you know all these things that kids get vaccinated against that parents are like oh I'll just like put this off I feel nervous about going to the pediatrician and then like we have this like wave of other illnesses so please go 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 to the pediatrician again I understand that there are people for whom this is not possible and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other people. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you still on your, are you still on your soapbox? Or you, I'm, I'm, you I just, down? I just got down. I just got down off of it. You slid off. Yep, okay. I slid off. I dusted it off and I'm putting it away. <laughs> putting it back in its yep, closet. It's going back. It's a little soapbox closet. Yep, exactly. Um, in other news, you know. Oh yes, go on. Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say. I think also um, donating blood, which I have rescheduled, mm. is also um, apparently being handled in a really safe way. Because I, I have there's an inkling of nerves in the back of my head of like, should I leave the home? But I think that is also um, being done very safely. Good, 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 good. So, just a thought. All right, Dory, and more important, in more more important news, <laughs> in another way, a different way. So, you know that candle that I've been talking about, the moonlight scent candle from PF Candle? Yes. That I'm I now want it just because you're into that it. I'm obsessed with. So, I'm so obsessed with it that I've been I've been burning it like every night while I sit at my desk. It smells so good. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? I should get the diffuser of this scent." <laughs> so, I went back on PF Candle. 
and I ordered two of their oh reed diffusers in this moonlight scent. And they're supposed to arrive today, and I'm very excited. <laughs> That's an interesting move for you, too, because I don't feel like you are scent obsessed. No, I'm not. And I and like most scents, like I don't like and irri- and yeah. irritate me. Um, but I've said, you know, I said this before. I, what I like about this scent is that it is subtle. It's not overpowering. It's not artificial feeling. It doesn't irritate me, and it just like it's just like the most lovely, lovely scent. So I will now have it everywhere. <laughs> No, I'm not going to have it everywhere. I'm going to put it in my office. Um, but I'm very intrigued by this. Scent I, and I'm annoyed. I can't come over and smell I it. I know. I know. I mean, here's the thing. Here's partly why I ordered the diffuser versus just ordering more candles. Is like, even though their candles are made of soy and like they use mostly natural fragrance, like you're still burning something. It's still stuff going out into the air. And so I was like, you know what? A diffuser is probably on the whole better than a candle, even though I do love the warm light of a candle. Love that hygge sensation. Yeah, exactly. You get it. But I can get that hygge sensation from my LED candles. Let's get hygge. <laughs> you know what? When we're feeling lost and hopeless, the answer is hygge. It is always hygge. And just because it's getting warm out doesn't mean we can't get hygge. <laughs> Let's get hygge. All right. I'm getting hygge. Yeah, I mean, just the description of the warm light of the candle made me feel very, like, nestled in a little, yeah. like a little bundle of coziness. Yeah, just get in there. Just forget all the things I heard on the daily and get hygge. Exactly. All right, let's hear from some listeners. Bless, please. Um, do you want to read this first email? Yes, I do. Hold on. Hey, cat and door. I was listening to today's podcast episode, and Dory, you said something that really resonated for me. Obviously, this has been a very trying time, and like with most of the shit that life throws at me, I've learned to adjust and just deal with it. My tendency is not to dwell on the stuff I can't change and move on and focus on what I can do in the moment. I am a doer by nature, and this has served me well in life. What is that saying? A body in motion tends to stay in motion unless unless acted on by an outside force? Well, this pandemic is royally fucking up my motion. In my PP, pre-pandemic life, I always had something scheduled, something to look forward to to keep me going. I had book clubs. Excuse me. I had book club dinners, art exhibits, facials, concerts, monthly retro 80s dance nights with my girlfriends to get me through the day-to-day drudgery. Long, cold, dark Canadian winters, working full-time, two kids who play competitive sports six times a week, etc. Point is, I got through the drudgery because I always had something bright at the end of the tunnel. Now, not so much. I know that one should be mindful and live life in the present, but the present really blows. All those future events that I love so much and brought me so much joy are not happening anytime soon, and the fear that they may never happen again is feeling too real. So I'm not looking for advice. I do practice self-care, go for walks, schedule video chats with friends, put together music playlists, work on puzzles, try new recipes, order and dinner every Saturday night to change things up. I just want to be whiny and pissed off and tell Dory that, girl, I feel you and thank you for identifying this feeling of loss that I'm experiencing. Thank you, ladies, for both pods. They are helping me, bringing me joy, and are something I can look forward to daily and weekly. And thank you for allowing me to vent, stay safe, sending a bone-crushing hug to both of you. Mm, thank you, Nadia. I really appreciated yeah, I, this email. I, I, I watched a video 
yesterday, again from the New York Times. New York Times really put me through the ringer right now. <laughs> and it was, they had asked readers to send in videos of the last time life felt normal. Oh, God. So it's like, oh, it's on my Instagram, at Kate Spencer in my stories. But, you know, it's like clips of people, of birthday parties and people at a dinner and like people in the subway singing Celine Dion after a Celine Dion concert in New York. And it just was a, it was a real gut punch. Mm. And I get it. I get it. It's very, mm. it's very real to, to grieve um, what is no longer real for, for us. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Well, we had another listener write in on the same topic who had some suggestions mm-hmm. um, that I really liked. So I will give it a go. I had to write in about Dory feeling the blahs. I can relate so very much. Lately, I wake in the morning, not necessarily feeling sad, anxious, angry, or particularly happy, but just, well, blah. I'm not glad you were feeling this way, Dory, but it was a relief to know I'm not alone. I was actually feeling pretty blah the morning you released this, and it inspired me to come up with some activities for myself to help shake off the blahs. I'm sharing them below in case they inspire other people too. One, do something creative, even if it's just doodling. The morning I was feeling this way, I felt the pull to grab my watercolors. Side note, I'm not an experienced painter. My first thought was, why? It's 8.30 in the morning. What's the point? But in an effort to shake off the blahs, I decided to just give it a go while sipping my coffee. And even just a few minutes of moving the brush around left me feeling great. Two, a five-minute call with a friend. As I was watercoloring, I texted a friend and said, got five minutes? She responded yes, and we ended up chatting for 20 minutes and just venting about our individual blahs. I've been good about scheduling calls with friends but less good about doing them on the fly. And just hearing her voice for a few minutes on a random Monday morning felt novel and comforting. Three, hold your heart. Maybe this is just me because I'm really into yoga and meditation, but I find any time throughout the day when I'm feeling quite blah or any emotion for that matter, I put my hands over my heart and pause. I take a few deep breaths and really just let whatever I'm feeling wash over me. When I get to the root, it's usually sadness underneath the blahs, but doing this simple act reminds me that I am breathing, and at least in this moment, I am okay. Four, remind yourself of something that made you laugh. Kate, this was actually when you used the word choreo in another episode. Oh, I see. You were talking about a dance class. Forgive me. I can't remember which one. But you're complimenting them on how they really broke down the choreo. It made me think of your tap dance classes and how you weren't able to continue them right now. But in my mind, if someone's dropping an abbreviated version of the word choreography, they're most definitely a dancer. Maybe reprioritize those tap classes post quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) My truth is that I am a dancer. (laughs) We have now revealed your true self. I love that that made someone chuckle. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Um, I loved all of these suggestions. Thank you. Yeah, these were great. And, you know, I have been, like, kind of wanting to, like, dip into my kids' little watercolor things and just start watercolor. Yeah. So I haven't yet, but I've thought about it. So this kind of inspired me to get going on that. You know what could be fun? It's like a paint-by-numbers I'm mm. I'm the least artistic person in the world. So like Me the too. thought of like busting out watercolors and just like coming up with something to paint myself does not sound calming to me. But I a paint by number situation. Now that sounds calming. <laughs> well, I think like all those like 
paint and wine stores. Yes. Like you do a paint by numbers kind of situation. Oh. I bet there are adult paint by numbers. Oh, I'm sure there find. are. I'm sure. That sounds fun. Okay. I'm into that too. Okay, cool. Great. We'll get on that. All right. Okay. This. See you in the studio. <laughs> which is our home. Um, this was a very, a very sweet email. Uh, sorry, very sweet voicemail from a listener that I'm going to play. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Kim calling from Michigan. I wanted to share a here for you inspiration that comes from my mom, Bev in Ohio, who may or may not listen to this, but I have to say that she has been sending cards and notes to everyone that she knows every single day to brighten their spirits in order to brighten her own. And as a recipient of her daily mail, uh, it has been a true bright light and a fun way of brightening both my day and my kids' days. She'll pick up old pictures and send them through an app called the Ink app, uh, which is super easy to use and it only costs $2 a card to send. So plug for the ink app uh, or she'll send just scavenger hunts for my kids, word searches, anything that she think might brighten others days. And I can tell the texts that she receives and all of the messages that she's gotten back from these cards uh, has really uh, given her a little bit of brightness in her day. So just a plug for Bev in Ohio for sending these great, inspirational cards to friends all around the country um, just shows that when you give, you do receive. And it's been a true source of inspiration to me and my family. Go Bev. Thanks, Kate and Dory, for all you do. Bev. Team. Team Bev. Wait, what was that website she said? Did you catch it? Ink. 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 Ink.com. I think it was the Ink app. Wait, did I miss this? The Ink app. I've listened to that voicemail like three times. Hold on. App. Store. Oh, yes. Ink. Ink. Yes. Ink cards. Send custom cards on the App Store. Cool. Cool. Will do. This sounds cool. I'm going to do this. Well, you know, we owe it all to Bev. Thank you, Bev. I love a mom named Bev. Yes. Like, isn't that just the, the, the mom name yes. for the ages? Bev? Oh. There was a woman I knew in college named Bev, and she, like, she already seemed like a, like a, like a mom in, like, a, the best way. But she was such a Bev, you know? It's a great it's name. It's a great name. All right. Um, we had talked last week about dogs potentially having separation anxiety and a listener wrote in with some great suggestions um, that I'm going to read. All right. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm following up on Dory's concern that some dogs might get separation anxiety at the end of lockdown. I agree. In fact, many of the science-based dog trainers are addressing this issue via their social media right now. I'm not a dog trainer, but I'm a rescue dog owner with behavior modification experience. Our pup, Starbuck, had separation anxiety issues from the start, but the good news is we successfully treated her anxiety through desensitization, and now we can leave her alone for over six hours. We are maintaining a routine to make sure her, her separation anxiety doesn't resurface during lockdown here in LA. Here are some tips that might help others. Separate yourself from your dog every day if you can. I work in my downstairs office and work out in the garage while our dog is upstairs alone. 
Leave the house most days, even if for a few minutes. I take drives or walks a few times per week around the neighborhood at different times of the day slash evening. Leave the house with other family members. I can't run errands because I'm high risk, but I will join my boyfriend on the weekends and wait in the car. So we are gone from the house for a couple of hours. Vary the clothing you wear when you leave so it mimics your normal routines, i.e. carry your briefcase or purse. Use white noise or fans to create a calming environment and drown out outside noises. Most important, do not punish your dog if they whine, bark, or tear your house apart when you leave. These are good indicators that your dog is anxious or bored and you need help from a certified dog trainer. The bottom line, make it no big deal when you leave, no big deal when you return. If your dog is showing signs of anxiety, consider working with a certified separation anxiety trainer and consulting a vet behaviorist about situational medications. And she linked to a few resources that um, I will put in the show notes. But I thought this was very helpful. Yeah, I mean, we should clarify, our dogs are such dorks, and they are going to have, they're going to be real, in for real shock when we are able to reemerge into the world. Oh, totally. I mean, I love my dog, but like, she is really enjoying having everybody around. Yeah. 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 I, I, I yeah, I know. I feel that too. <sighs> I do love, I do love that so much of this is just kind of like trickery. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, well, you know, I mean, that's how you, that's training. We, but we do, it's kind of, we do a similar thing with Henry actually, because we, d- we realized he might have FOMO if like everyone was hanging out, having a good time and he had to go take a nap. So now we say, okay, Henry, dad is going to go to work now. And <laughs> Matt leaves the house. <laughs> So you're like role playing your old yes. life. We're like, bye, Dada. Have a good day at work. We'll see you later. And he's like, bye. And then he like he leaves. He leaves through the front door. And then like we wait a couple of minutes. And I'm like, okay, Henry, it's time to go night night. So we go into his room. So like, I get it. <laughs> oh, Look, you do what you got to do. All right. Time for the word of the day. Our word of the day today is move. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe try some new choreo, if you will. <laughs> yes, try some new choreo. Um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter how you move. Leave it up well, to it you to define that. If you are capable of moving, just try to move. I think it'll, you know, it'll, it'll make you feel good. One thing I did recently was I just put on a song and danced. Ooh, I love that. Which was a suggestion of past Forever 35 guest, Elizabeth Oh, Gilbert. it sure was. And we've heard from, felt really yeah, good. we've heard from other listeners that they started doing that. And it's been great for them. Yeah, I mean, I should clarify, Dory, I'm a professional dancer. So well, obviously, you miss your choreo. easy for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss my tap class. Yep. What is our activity for the day? Okay. I love this. Well, it was suggested by a listener. So I will read the little note she sent. Uh, Hi, Kate and Dory. I wanted to share something I've been doing to feel calm and relaxed during this strange time. Watching videos of a professional potter creating his work. I've been following someone named Jeremy Oguski on Instagram for a while after purchasing one of his mugs at a local shop. He's a local potter in Boston and his Insta handle is at Boston Potter. And I've been so mesmerized watching his videos of creating bowls, cups, bottles, etc. It's such a beautiful activity and watching him shape the clay and watch the wheel spin is almost meditative for me. I wanted to share in case someone else might find this type of thing fun as well. So our activities to watch Boston Potter videos. I did watch his most recent video 
Kate, I have to say, <laughs> oh my God. I found it very sexual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if anyone has seen Ghost, you know that pottery is sexual. There's also like a culture of sexy potters on TikTok. Really? Yes. Wow. Pottery is sexy. Now, I have followed Boston Potter for a while. Oh, okay. So you're familiar. I am. And I actually, I love his work. I, I, I've always wanted to get something, but I have never purchased any of it. But uh, it's beautiful. And I'm I'm very on board for watching some pottery videos. Yeah, and he's got... I'll see if I can dig up some sexy TikToks too. He's everybody. got kind of like a, like a hipstery vibe. Beard. You know, yeah. he's a vibe. Oh, Dory, I'm there. All right, great. He's got a vibe, and he's from Boston. <laughs> and he's from Boston. Two of our favorite things. All right, everyone. <laughs> On that note, well, look this this has been a real mood shifter for oh, me getting to chat good. with you today. I'm so, so glad. Thank you, thank you, Dory. Thank you, listeners, for making this all possible. Yeah, we're here for you, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.